and welcome to the official podcast of the Guitar Department at Berklee College of Music. We've got a ton of great interviews, clinics, and performances, and we are elated to be able to share these with you here. My name is Ian Steed, and I'm the Senior Department Coordinator here in the Guitar Department. You know, in the guitar office back before the pandemic, we would, at some point in the day, all find ourselves around the coffee machine listening to some longtime faculty member, chair, or visiting artist, just telling the wildest stories or sharing some bit of sage insight. Even though as of this recording, we're still in the pandemic, we've actually still been able to have a lot of these moments, albeit over Zoom or social media, rather than hanging around the coffee maker. This is the first in a series we're calling Coffee Talk with the Guitar Department, where we will be interviewing faculty and alums of the Guitar Department, as well as some other folks in the Berkeley world about what their experiences have been like at Berkeley, tips on practicing, and what it means to be a musician, as well as a student of music. A few of these interviews are already in the bag, and you know, there are some really hilarious moments, and they also get pretty deep. So check them out. A lot of this content will also be available on YouTube, and we also have a lot of other great content on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In this episode, the three of us in the Guitar Department staff, Chair of the Guitar Department Kim Perlack, Assistant Chair Cheryl Bailey, and I, discuss what it's been like to have remote classes and what we're planning for our hybrid campus in the spring, which is of course important if you are a current student and are looking to register for classes soon. But we also end up talking about a lot of other issues that I think should be pretty interesting to everybody. Enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Kim Perlack. I'm the chair of the guitar department and welcome to a special guitar department coffee talk. This one is in honor of students in our pre-registration times. So that means all of you who are entering for the first time and everyone who's coming back. And we're filming this, taping this in our remote campus time. Looking forward to the spring 2020 hybrid semester. But I think we're also gonna be talking about a lot of things that really apply to any semester. Things that are really on our minds now, but really are always on our minds no matter where we are in the world and in our Berkeley community. So to that end, we've got Cheryl Bailey, assistant chair. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, how's everybody doing? I got my brew in my Berkeley guitar department mug. Perfect. Um, and Ian Steed, our senior department coordinator. Hey, Ian. Hey, how's it going? I coffee? also have the coffee in the mug. Perfect. We're ready. Hello. Yeah, cheers. So Ian has the, he's the one who hears from everybody every day. We all do. All three of us are always talking to folks, but I think Ian, you've been talking to a lot of people and they have some pretty common things on their mind. So we're gonna turn it over to you and let you sort of direct traffic here in our conversation. What What's on people's minds? Yeah, so, well, first of all, uh, spring's gonna be our first hybrid semester, right? Woo. It's the first time we're doing it. Uh, we're doing it both ways, right? Um, we're gonna be <laughs> on campus and we're gonna have things off campus. Um, and so the first question a lot of people have is, you know, what is gonna be on campus? for this spring. That's like, a good question. Do we have any, like, like, are there lessons, are there classes, are there ensembles? Yeah, I think what comes to mind to me first is that we're gonna have 17 faculty who are gonna be on campus. And right now we're working on where they're gonna be, 
so that you can study with them in private lessons. We're going to have some instrumental ensembles and labs in every style on campus. All of our faculty, including the 17, so all 52 of us, we're all going to be teaching remotely. So the people who are on campus are also teaching remotely. And then there are people who are teaching exclusively remotely. You, I think the thing is, is that you got to study with the person who's best for you, regardless of where they are. Mm. And so for those of you who are coming to campus and you really need to have something on campus, we'll work with you to make that happen. Our main priority, honestly, really is to get you set up with the faculty who are best for you and your development. And we feel really good about the remote campus and we feel great about being on campus. Cheryl, what do you think? What's on your mind with that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, well, I know we're going to have all styles represented and um, we've been doing the remote thing. We are doing it at a really high level. Um, so again, if, you, if you're the teacher that you've been studying with and you've developed a great rapport with and you love what you're doing, you can continue with that um, if they're remote. Mm -hmm. um, but we will, we'll, we will have all styles available and um, guitar ensembles also that cover a wide range of styles. So, um, you know, I think sometimes some of the incoming students, um, you know, they haven't, you know, may or may not have a relationship, you know, studying with one of our faculty. Um, so if, if you're new, you know, we can definitely guide you to the, to the best people um, whether they're on campus or off campus, but, but, you know, you will have that flexibility. And, um, so, so I think that's, I think it's great. I think it's a win-win situation, situation really. Great. Yeah. I mean, I guess another issue is that, you know, students are, you know, we're all going through a lot of things in our lives and dealing mm -hmm. with, you know, a, uh, perhaps tumultuous world at the moment, but, um, you know, just in terms of the challenges you know, as a student and your interaction with the college, you know, and what it means to be a student on campus versus off campus. And I'm curious as to like, you know, maybe some people are a little bit more skeptical about, um, you know, taking things remotely and what it means, you know, in this time to be just staring at a screen as opposed to being say in a room with somebody. Um, and what are, what are some of the things that um, might be more challenging, but what are the, some of the things that might actually remain the same and are constant throughout this? I think those are good questions. I think, first of all, I want to say that I think that everyone who comes to school now and continu continues to study music, I think it's incredibly courageous. I think it's the right thing. I think that the greatest skill that we all have as musicians is learning to adapt and really getting a sense of like who you are as a musician, really being honest about your skill set and its development on your instrument and your musicianship. And then thinking about all the relationships that you're building, because those are the things that you carry with you. That's what hopefully you develop in the community at Berkeley. And then you stay in our guitar community as an alum and you take that into the next stage and the next stage of your professional career because you're always learning. You're always developing your skills. You're always building on your relationships. And I think that this time is, 
in my view is ha- making everyone really focus on what's important in each of those things. If you look at the relationship idea, a lot of your recommendations that you'll get in this stage, believe it or not, they come from your faculty. And they and it's all the things, right? Like we've talked about this before. I just talked about this in my class that it's often the things you blow off, right? It's the things that you don't think are important. You think you're kind of already judging it. Like this class is important, but this one isn't. This teacher, I think, knows some people that I want to know. So that's it. But then in the end, it honestly, that ear training class that you might kind of think isn't so important, that teacher has another part of their musical life and they're going to meet someone and they're going to say, hey, I, you know, I need a guitar player. Do you know anybody? And they'll say, well, I have this great person in my class and I haven't heard him play or I haven't heard her like on a record, but I'll tell you what, like that person's prepared. They have some really interesting questions. They have stuff to say. Like Every time I'm around them, I think like they're on it. They're on time. Like I'd work with that person in a second. And I think people really have no idea of the power of that in life. I know that, you know, looking back on my life, I had a sense of like, you know, what I was doing to build relationships. And, you know, for this job that I have now, one of my great recommenders was the person who had been my freshman music theory teacher. I know. And, That's unbelievable. And, I know. And he, I had him in ear training sophomore year and he sat in on my juries for my recitals. And like 15 years later, I run back into him and now he's the Dean of writing at Berkeley. And he said, Oh yeah, I just told the committee what you were like as a student. (laughs) Well, that's really true. I mean, our careers are all these connections that we're making all the time. So Mm -hmm. I actually find it kind of fascinating that we can be connecting with each other throughout the world. um, You know, remotely, obviously we have a big international student body, but you know, even in this remote time, we get to know each other in, in this way. You know, and I guess, well, one thing about this time um, is many of our activities due to the pandemic are curtailed, right? We can't mm-hmm. go hang out and, and do maybe some of the things that we did. Obviously, this is a temporary time. And, and, and again, as you were saying, Kim, it's about being able to adapt. But I think one of the great things, or one of the things that I loved about being a student was having time to maybe work on transcriptions or study things. And I think um, now there's no, you know, there's nothing, well, I'm, I can't really go out and hang out with over here. So, well, I'm gonna have some more time to dig in to this transcription or to this artist that I'm studying or to this composition that I'm working. So I've, I've been finding working with my students that they, are digging in a lot deeper in this remote time without the distractions. I don't want to say these other things are distractions because they're are part of our life, but but you know we we have to uh, be at home a little bit more, and I think that makes it an excellent environment to really study and and go deep. I agree with that, and I think that there's something that seems to be happening in my classes with students where they're they really have to be honest with their materials and their skill set and their strategies for writing music and learning music and playing it. 
in a different way, in a way that really kind of takes the spotlight and shines it on there because you have to create parts now and send them in. You have to, you're really in the spotlight in the class. You're not sort of like there are six people trying things, even if we're going around the room, that's a different environment than being in Zoom and your square lights up and now it's you. And so it's, I think a lot of people have had to say like, wow, you know, I, I'm better now at identifying my weaknesses and my strengths and kind of forming a strategy to sort of develop more materials, develop more techniques and take ownership of that in a way that I think is really valuable when we return because it's valuable anytime. And then going along with that, look at where we are right now. I am talking to you on a microphone that I did not own before March, right? This is going to be a podcast. This is, we have all of these ways of interacting that we didn't have. And that's going to be just part of our professional lives. There's no doubt about it. We always had some stuff remote and a lot of things in person. It may flip for a while. So there's that other reality. I think that we all have to face that things have shifted. And I say, come to school and embrace it, right? Be the first, be the one that jumps on it and form these strong relationships with your faculty and with each other in this new world, because they'll only be stronger when some of us are back in person. I think that there's this sense of like, I just don't want to believe this is happening. So I'm going to wait it out. And then when I come back, everything will be normal. It'll be what I expect. And I think maybe the stronger choice is to come and really work through the adversity. And, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm also conscious of the idea that a lot of us, and I say us because I mean our community, a lot of people in it have real adversity right now that this pandemic is affecting like where you live and how you live and what you have access to. And I think if you can swing it, if you can do it, come back anyway, because there's a huge support system at Berkeley. And I think doing it and being a part of it and really knowing that you're working on what you're doing and moving forward is one of the most empowering things. And um, it can only serve you in your life because you just honestly don't know what's coming at any time. Absolutely. You know, that's actually a really good point because, you know, just uh, we had talked to Joe Stump for one of these other podcasts mm -hmm. and he talked about how, you know, despite being the, you know, dark Lord metal master that he is, <laughs> he talked about uh, learning and playing the entire arrangement of Joe Pass's Night and Day from the Virtuoso. Mm -hmm. Like Joe Stump was able mm -hmm. to blast through that and play it well. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like in doing so, in going through that exercise and really learning something like each tune that I learn, it seems like maybe I'm not going to play that tune again, but by getting over that hump and learning it, there's like something that I learn about myself or the way I learn or like something that I end up taking with me. And so for this whole balance between um, remote and on campus, which we're going to have both of next semester um, with hybrid, you know, so much focus has been on, you know, maybe what is 
more difficult to get to in terms of opportunities or the way that it functions in remote. But I like really what you were talking about, Kim, about, you know, maybe learning some of the things that maybe we didn't know about ourselves when we were on campus, right? Mm -hmm. And seeing the other side of that shape of what we're looking at, that even when we go back to campus, we've learned skills now that we're going to take with us and continue on, you know? Yeah, in terms I, of the recording and, you know, really listening to yourself and <laughs> diving <laughs> deeper into things, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Ian, you, you, now we've, Kim and I have been teaching our classes remotely, but you've been attending remotely as a yeah. student. So, you know, what, what has come out of that for you and um, yeah, tell us about that experience. You know, so I took a class um, in the spring, right when the pandemic hit. So I actually had the luxury of experiencing this class both in person and then remote. So it's kind of like a control group and then the experiment, right? And the truth is, is that a lot of the things that, you know, Kim was talking about in terms of like the different way that you would approach the material that you're learning really did change my approach to it that i think is going to be something that i would you know if i took the same kind of class again or even with my own musical projects like so one thing it was an ensemble and it was um an ensemble where we had to write music and bring it in and everybody in the class was like really good musicians and i could but when we were on campus i could write a melody and make it harmonize it well and just like you know what there it is and i'm just going to bring it to the class and sort of the other musicians will just kind of bring it to life you know what i mean but when things went when things went remote all of a sudden we were presenting these things almost as complete projects mm -hmm. and i had to record myself playing different parts and thinking about what might work in a different way and like approaching the harmony in different ways. And like, really it, it forced me to think about what I was doing a lot deeper than I was before, because I was like, you know, this can work and that can work. And if it doesn't, whatever, I'm bringing it into these people and we can just edit it as we go. I didn't have that luxury. I had to like bring this in and just present a recording. And that yeah. really changed it. And also another thing that it did was it, gave me a really interesting challenge where it was like, can I play all these parts myself in <laughs> one take, like on one instrument, just like flat picking, because that's what I do. And that like forced me to write different things and like mm -hmm. develop a different rhythmic approach because of where I'm putting downbeats on things. And it like, you know, it transformed it. And there's one other thing that was different about it. And that is really speaks to some of the things that Kim was talking about earlier about like opportunities and like, you never know who might be listening. Like, you know, I actually had a couple of my heroes join into that class because the, um, the person who is the director of that ensemble, um, Joe K. Walsh, who's a great mandolin player. Like he knows all these people whose records I have listened to forever. Like John Reichman, who is one of the greatest, like, tune writers of that style of music 
he popped into one of our classes and like listened to our project. He, I had to present my project to this guy remotely, like this complete project that I'm playing myself. It was kind of daunting, but it was really cool. So in us in certain ways, like it was a bummer not to, you know, be in the same room with a lot of these folks and play music together. A lot of it was like, I actually became a lot better of a musician as a result of that. What I like about what you just said is that this pandemic reinforced things that you should have honestly been thinking about and you weren't. Because Absolutely. in reality, like Cheryl knows, I'm looking at Cheryl's face now in this as I say this, like you have to be able to read something down and it's got to sound great on the first take. And that's not just getting the right notes. That's all the parameters of sound like your dynamics, your articulations, the envelope of the notes, the color of the notes, your phrasing, your breathing, your fluidity. You have to know, can I play this at that tempo and nail it? Like what's going to trip me up if that 16th note run is going to trip me up? How, what's the tempo of the half notes that start that thing that I have to choose? And I think like, so many of us, we let ourselves off the hook if we think, oh, it's just a class, right? It's like all of these things you blow off. It's just a class. It's just an assignment. It doesn't really matter. So-and-so is this great player and I'll just give my part to them and they'll play it. Or, you know, you kind of like try to get out of there without getting killed <laughs> and then go to the next class, right? And now because you have to record yourself you have to think about these things like in reality. And, and I had this in my class the other day, I gave everybody an excerpt and said like, okay, all the things we're working on in modern writing ensemble, which what it, what it was, was you're going to realize this part, this short part and play it as though it's like an audition for this tour with this music. And in the beginning, nobody could do it because you just assume you're going to have this time and you don't, you can't plan your time. If you have, five minutes to prepare something to nail it. What's your strategy? And it was really this moment for the class. Like, wow. Like, okay. But that's a professional skill. That's an essential skill. And so to me, you know, in the beginning, what you said, something that really struck me, you said like, well, if I'm just sitting in front of a computer, but you're not, you're using the computer as your way to get into our classes and our community at our college. This is not a whatever online class or a YouTube class. This is the remote campus of Berkeley College of Music. And what's essential is the relationships with each other, with the faculty and with your materials on your instrument that make it what it is, right? And so the modality is the adaptation. And, you know, and the last thing I want to say, because I really want to hear what you have to say, is that then people will get into this, well, maybe I could do everything. What are you saying? Can I do everything remote from now on? Well, of course, the answer is no, because you always have to roll and adapt to every different situation. So the ideal is that you get great at this. And then we go back to campus and you get great at that. And then you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with this community. And that's what makes you, you know, as we like to say, bulletproof or at least as bulletproof as one can be, but you only get bulletproof by playing, right? 
and that's how you play. This is how you play. Yeah, Kim, um, I think that's right spot on. Um, and, you know, in, in addition to, you know, what Ian was saying, that process of preparing for this situation, the technology getting better at that. How to mic, you know, for instance, you know, Ian, you have that flat top to mic that to get a great sound for production. Because I think moving forward, and I think this is what is Kim is saying, is that I think, you know, we're going to get through this pandemic, but I think th there are a lot of these things that are going to stay in the industry in terms of sharing tracks and sending tracks. In a way, we're back to like the old studio days, right? Again, somebody sends you some music, you have to play it, you have to play it with a click, but it also has to, you have to be, have the technology together to get a good sound. And I know myself, I've grown a lot and, and I mean, I, I know all of us here have, you know, gotten our gear together. How do we translate our instrument, um, you know, digitally and create uh, files that are workable and sound good? So I think that's the other side of it, that moving forward, you know, on the other side of the pandemic, I, I, I know a lot of these th things are going to stay in the, um, the industry. So I think it's also a great uh, introduction to doing that, or if you're already doing it, to perfect it, to get it to a really high level. Absolutely. You know, actually, I <laughs> I had a student from years and years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, eight years ago, and he's in a really successful band. Mm -hmm. And they were like opening for big acts and they were playing for like a thousand people at a time. Like it was crazy. And his whole mantra was like, you know, we're like the real thing. We're playing in person. We're not going to like create this persona on social media and create something that doesn't actually exist. We're just going to play and we're going to like get our thing through like playing for people. And that's super cool. Like, I love that. It's very honest. But then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't have the base of mm -hmm. like a lot of that, you know, say social media outreach or how to like, you know, interact with people on a digital scale because the realization that we're coming to is like, this is also a real part of our world too. Like the online world is also the real world in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that any musician story is a series of stories like that. I thought I had this together and then this happened and then I reacted to it in this way or better responded in this way. And then this happened that I didn't expect. And, you know, I, I, I had a teacher who used to say responsibility means able to respond. Mm. And so when you take responsibility for your education and for all these things, it's like you kind of get this freedom from it, right? Because then it's, you get to be curious and you get to be responsive. You know, I mean, the same teacher used to tell me luck favors the prepared, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think about that all the time, right? And so I think that we just have this chance to be together in this moment where you don't have to be by yourself in it. You can come back to this community where we're all figuring it out together. And I'm watching people who taught here for 47 years in our department, literally, who, you know, they have an online rig. You know, we have people who never took their computer out of the box until March 14th, right? But, and then now 
they got stuff on YouTube. They're rocking it. They're making records, you know, and, and I think like we all are doing it because the most important thing is our relationships and our instrument and our music. And so if you let that drive you, then you're ready for anything. And I think that's what we're, we're hoping for, right? For the spring and beyond. Well, absolutely. It, it, I'd love that what anecdote you just told about your teacher, because that's the mentor, mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of mentoring that, again, some people go, well, I'm going to take the semester off because I can just look at stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But you don't, you can interact with it, but it does not interact with you. So, you know, by being either in, if, if you're able to be on campus with us, okay, cool. But if, if you can't, you're not going to miss that mentorship. And, and probably all of us here would agree, or I can think of lessons I had with my teachers where we never even took the guitar out. Right. We just talked about concepts and stuff. And, and those were sometimes the deepest revelations of course, when we get in our guitars out and play and stuff. But I think this is the important thing that you'll miss out if you're not here with us remotely or in person. You miss that insight and even it's just that discussion about a concept or you could be just dis discussing poetry or another artistic form that will inform and help your artistry and craft grow. And, and we do that together. You can't do that in a vacuum. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I think that, you know, there's this fear that coming in a remote semester is a loss. And I think I'd rather look at it like coming in a remote semester is a change. Because I think what people are finding, you know, especially if you haven't yet, if you're watching this and you haven't yet, if you're listening and you're saying, what will I miss? I think one of the great things that I see on people's faces when we meet in class is that there's this sort of triumph now, you know, like, oh yeah, like this worked out. You know, I am, I'm, it's kind of amazing to them. Like, well, here are all the things I'm learning that I can't wait to bring when we are back in person. Like there's a lot of things that we're learning to not take for granted that we're doing together. And I think we miss seeing each other. I think that's just a reality. We miss seeing each other in person, but there's a way that we're connecting now too that I think, I don't know, some of them are deeper or just as deep, you know, and that's something to think about. I don't think that this is a time where we're like, okay, that's over, thank goodness. Like we'll never, that's not what's happening now. And I think that's been really cool for me. Yeah, it's a lot less small talk, you know? Oh man, you know what? I'll tell you what, every student that I teach is early and there isn't one person who's missed one class. Wow. Since March, like, and I've been teaching, I taught in the summer too. And um, I think there's one time where someone had like an internet issue and they couldn't come. That was it. And I have not seen perfect attendance like that. I think a lot of people took a lot of things for granted when we were on campus mm. without meaning to like, there's no slight there. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just life, right? Again, you're, you're prioritizing what you think is important, but now this is our way to connect. And if you don't log in, you're not there. Mm -hmm. You can't right. feel like, well, I was in 1140, but you know, I got distracted and I was kind of, I was there, I was on campus. I just didn't go to class. 
now it's like you have to. So I think it's one of the teachers wrote me this morning and said, I'm making a list of things I'll never take for granted again. Wow. Well, I guess that's what I was saying earlier, that the distractions are less in many ways Mm -hmm. and you can focus on your music and and go deep and and that's that's what we need to do you need to do that to get to this place that you're to reach your potential or go beyond your potential that you don't even know so yeah right and and then at the same time too um you know on our remote campus we still, you can still meet with people. You don't go up to their office anymore. You can't sit in front of Tomo or Tronzo or, um, you know, David Gilmore's office or your office or my office and hope we walk by. You have to write an email, but you can still drop in for one-on-one time mm-hmm. and virtual office hours. And our office is open all the time. And so what I would say to people who are thinking about what you're going to do in the spring, just drop us a line. You know, write to your teachers, see what they're doing, but write to us and drop in like you normally would. Um, the only difference really is that we don't have snacks from Trader Joe's that we can give you <laughs> on the remote campus, which, man, that snack table is going to be so full when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> but bring your own snacks and and we'll help you register. Great. Well, we're going to provide all our contact info at the end of this video. And um, so, yeah, please reach out and uh we're here yeah thanks ian yeah thank you all all right well coffee cheers everybody thanks for coming to our coffee talk (laughs) and this will be one of the special edition episodes on our coffee talk video hang series and podcast so we'll see you on the remote or hybrid campus 2020 and beyond all right see ya bye everybody